You're going to have a seat this morning as we uh, turn to the Word here. And uh, we wrap up, we finish up our series on, uh, on the book of James. And uh, we've been uh, kind of walking through the book of James under the theme, Employed, Faith Works, and seeing how it's absolutely true that uh, faith just, uh, just works. And so you know, the first week we recognize that it just uh, it works because it helps just produce endurance in us and helps us get shape and fashion so God can make us into the people he wants us to be, right? And then uh, Faith Works the next week was all about Faith Works because, well, it does stuff, right? And so we talked about doing our mission over in Ethiopia and just getting out there and, and doing what God wants us to do, having an impact in the world. Uh, then we talked about uh, faith uh, working in uh, uh, both the uh, great things and the small things, including uh, that little thing inside our mouths called our tongue and how our words need to be on-purpose words. And then uh, last week we talked about being kingdom employed, that we are just all you know sold out kingdom employed people, and that includes everything in our life, including uh, our resources and, and our finances. So today we pick up James in the fifth chapter and uh, end up his letter. When we start the fifth chapter of James, uh, James is wrapping up his conversation with us uh, about our financial resources, only he, he wraps up that section of his letter by giving kind of a word of warning and saying, listen, you've you got to not only manage your resources according to, uh, to God's word, but uh, you've got to be careful you don't amass resources, you don't get your resources and your wealth uh, at the expense of somebody else. And he gives us a stern uh, warning about that. And then he turns his attention uh, to kind of the final section uh, of the letter. And interestingly enough, he kind of goes back to where he began the letter. That is, he goes back to talk about the experience of how we endure. Only he uses a different word this time uh, than, than the word for endurance. And it's a word you're all just going to be so familiar with, and I'm sure that I'm probably the only one in the room that struggles with this word. You ready for the word? That's where you say, yes, Pastor, I'm ready for the word. Here we go. My friends, be... Easy word, huh? I'm not convinced. I mean, that's a hard word. That's just a hard word. You know, and he goes right back to it. Now, as he's wrapping up the letter, he's saying, now, look, we, we, we know that you're going to have all kinds of circumstances happen in your life, but, but as we wrap it up, just remember, be patient. Be patient. Now, what's interesting is that as he, he gives us this, this kind of challenge and this assurance that we can be patient, notice what he connects our being patient with. The, this knowledge that we have that the world out there doesn't have. The, the, this truth that we know, that we count on, that we just are assured of, that, that the world just can't grab, right? He says, my friends, be patient until when? He puts together our ability to exercise patience in our difficulties with the knowledge that Jesus Christ is coming back. What's he doing? He is speaking to us about the awareness that we have the world doesn't have. We can exercise patience. Why? Well, we can exercise patience because we know 
God is still in control. And God is working in our days and in our time, and God is moving things according to his purpose, and there will be a day when everything will be fulfilled according to his desire. We can have patience now. We can grab hold of, exercise patience in our experiences because we know God is in control and God is working. Now, to help us understand that, to get that, uh, get that into our heads, he goes to an image for us, an example, and an image for us to try to, try to pound it in. Okay? He says, just to get this now, think about farmers. Okay? Think of farmers who wait patiently for the spring and summer rains to make their valuable crops grow. So he turns our attention. He says, now, if you need, if you need to get an understanding of this, just, just look at the image and think about how it works for farmers. And, and how it works for farmers is pretty simple, right? They need to exercise patience waiting for the spring rains and waiting for the summer rains in order for, for them to experience the benefits of seeing their crop grow. Now, what's interesting is what he's describing. He's also describing people who are in a situation of which they have absolutely no control. They have no control. Farmer can't make it rain. Farmer can't not make it rain. The farmer has absolutely no control over the circumstances that unfold. The only control the farmer has is to exercise or not exercise what? Patience. <laughs> right? James ends up his letter saying, listen, you people of God, you know something. You know that God has appointed a day and a time when Jesus will come back and all will be fulfilled. And you know until that time, God is actively working in his world and he is in absolute control and he is moving things towards his purpose. So... Be patient. Even when things are happening in your life that are absolutely beyond and out of your control. He says, be patient like those farmers and don't give up. The Lord will soon be here. Now what's interesting in verse 8 is he uses two declaratives. They're like two commands. He says the first command is attached to the phrase saying, be patient. And the sec second command is attached to the phrase, don't give up. He's saying, look, you get this. You know this. You understand. Faith works. And that God is in control. And that God is moving time and moving circumstances towards his purposes. And so you can be patient and don't give up. Just hang in there. He uses a declarative to command us to exercise this patience and this uh, commitment to perseverance even when things are happening beyond our control. Now that's really tough because we don't like that, right? We don't like it when things happen and, and we have absolutely no control over the circumstance. And yet the call on us is to exercise the faith that says, listen, faith works. Faith works. I know God is in control. I can step back from this 
experience in my life which seems to be so large and so consuming, but when I just step back from it and I take a breath, I can see the bigger picture that God is still working and in control. It's what the psalmist says. The psalmist says, but what the Lord has planned will stand forever. And his thoughts will never change. So all this stuff is going on in our lives and it all seems so absolutely out of control for us. Step back and remember. God's mind doesn't change. His thoughts never move. And he is absolutely in control. And his promises are secure. And Jesus Christ will come back. Now, that's really hard for us because our first reaction is what James grabs in the next verse here is to get kind of stuck in our circumstances, especially when they're you know, beyond our control. And, and our, often our reaction is to do exactly what James says. And we just start grumbling about the circumstances, right? We just said, oh, my life is happening. I can't believe it. I, can't, I have no control over what's going on. And I don't understand what's going on. We just kind of mumble and grumble about it, right? He recognizes that. He says, don't grumble about each other or you'll be judged. And the judge is right outside the door. Now, isn't that an interesting image? We get captured in our grumbling because we're looking at circumstances that seem to be overwhelming our life and, and we see this, this picture as being so humongous when it's just a, a small sliver of our life experience and we get so wrapped up in it it takes control of us and it develops our attitude and we be seen, begin complaining and grumbling and the whole time James says come on Jesus is just on the other side of the door he's that close Really, really, you're going to get lost in all of this when, when Jesus is just like right on the other side of the door? I mean, kind of, you know, picture the door right there and, and you're going, yeah, and Jesus, I mean, he's got, kind of like he's listening through the door, you know. Like, I mean, he's that close. He's that close. There's nothing for us to grumble about. There's nothing for us to groan about because Jesus is that close to every experience in our life. And God is in control, and God is working in our days and our nights, and God is going to move it to his end, and Jesus Christ will make it right. James says, my friends, follow the example of the prophets who spoke for the Lord. They were patient even when they had to suffer. So now he takes us out of just looking at this farmer, this unknown person, and he, and he points us to look at somebody that we could know. He's saying, look, look at the way other saints have lived. Look, look at the experience of other folks who've been faithful to the Lord. Look at the prophets. Okay. How about Jeremiah? You okay with Jeremiah? Look at Jeremiah. Jeremiah, awesome prophet of the Lord. Call came on his life when he was a young guy, and he went to, uh, to his uh, you know, local folks, and he preached his first message, and his family was there, and he just preached his first message. And, and when his first message was done... All of his family that were there that hurt him, yeah, they wanted to kill him. Great start, hey? So then he goes to the temple and he preaches another message at the temple in Jerusalem and all the religious leaders are there and he just lights it up and he preaches this 
awesome word of the Lord, and when it's all done, all the religious leaders, they want to kill him. Career's going well. Yeah, before it's all done, what happens to him? He, he gets you know, thrown in, you know, on the rack and in the stocks. He gets thrown in a pit and left to die. And yeah, he goes through some grumbling in his life and wondering what God is doing. But when it's all said and done, you still listen to Jeremiah today. Is that impact or what? Is that proof that the Lord endures and we can have patience because his purposes never change? He will accomplish it. Just look at Jeremiah. Faith works. Faith works because God is still in charge even when there's chaos around us and he is still working it towards his purpose. Second, faith works just because of who God is. That's what James says. Faith works just because we need to get rem remind ourselves in the midst of all the out-of-control stuff, remind yourself, listen, remember not only the prophets, but remember who God is. Just think on who God is. He says, in fact, like facts, in fact, we praise the ones who endured the most. You remember how patient Job was and how the Lord finally helped him. So he gives you another example, Job. And remember, he had a little stuff outside of his control. And when it was all done, God restored everything twofold. Not a bad deal. Then he says, the Lord did this. Why? Because he, the Lord, is merciful and kind. See, in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the stuff that's going on beyond what seems to be our control, we can remember faith works. Not, not because of who we are, but because of who God is. Faith works because that's his attitude towards us. He, he wants to exercise mercy and kindness in, his, in our life. That's who he is. That, that, that's his desire. So while we're in the middle of the struggle and looking to exercise patience, we take that step back and say, wait a minute, God is in control. He's still working in my days and my nights. Jesus is going to come back and make it right. And beyond all that, I know who God is. And God is merciful. And God is kind. And he wants to bring blessing in the midst of the chaos. Jesus affirmed that in Matthew 5. In Matthew 5, he said, God will bless you when people insult you, mistreat you, tell all kinds of evil lies about you because of me. Be happy and excited. Now, notice a couple of things. He says, God will bless you. He didn't say God might bless you. God could bless you. God might think about the possibility of sometime, somewhere, somewhere, somehow, maybe, possibly could be blessing you. Right? What does he say? God well, it's who he is. It's, 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 it's his desire. It's what he wants to do in our lives, right? God will bless you. And when is he going to bless you? He's going to bless you in all those circumstances that are absolutely, seemingly beyond your control. When people are insulting you, when they're mistreating you, when they're telling all kinds of evil lies about you because of him. See, Jesus affirms the same thing that James is trying to get through us to us today. That faith works. Even when things seem beyond our control, when things seem out of control, we can exercise that patience and we can never give up because we know who God is. It's what the psalmist tried to capture when in the midst of his challenges, he simply said, with all my heart, I am waiting, Lord, for you. I trust your promises. 
in the midst of whatever's going on in your life, just remember, faith works. It works. And we can exercise that patience, and we can never give up, because we just know who God is. And we know what his attitude is for us. Now, what's the expectation? It doesn't come out without expectations, right? In the midst of the challenge and the things that are out of control, then, we just, we just trust that faith works, but we need to exercise integrity. That's what James gets us to next. He says, my friends, above all else. Did you notice that phrase, above all else? Now, he's talking about all kinds of important stuff here, and yet in the middle of it, he says, now this one, above all else. This one's important. Above all else, don't take an oath. You must not swear by heaven or by earth or by anything else. Yes or no is all you need to say. If you say anything more, you'll be condemned. What's the call? He's saying, listen, don't, you shouldn't have to prove that you're telling the truth. Just, just act with integrity. Yes or no. Just simply say it the way it is. And what it also means for us is in the middle of the things that seem so out of control for us, we often don't like to hear the truth. We don't like to hear the truth. And James is saying, no, faith works. God is in control. God wants to bless your life. And so you can deal with the truth. You can face whatever the truth is. Let me prove that to you with a, a little story. It was uh, a woman who was watching one of those TV infomercials about cosmetics and uh, bought one of the cosmetic products that promised to be a miracle product that would take uh, years off of your life if you use the product. You heard of these products, right? She buys it, she gets it, she smears it all over her face and uh, does everything she's supposed to do according to the directions. Her husband is there. You knew that was going to happen. And she said, Hun, honestly, Hun, honestly, what age would you say I look to be right now? Guys, are you nervous about the answer? Here's what he said. Husband in all wisdom said, Hun, judging by your skin, 20. Your hair, eh, 18. Your figure, 25. And I said, let me add that up. <laughs> the truth, the truth, yes or no. And sometimes we don't like to hear it. But if you understand faith works, you can deal with the truth. If you understand God is in charge, God is in control, He is working in our days and times. If you understand faith works and He is who He is and He wants to bring blessing into our life and purpose into our life, if we understand that, we can live in integrity. And we can just be honest, yes or no. We don't need to say more. We can just be the people that other people know speak the truth. In love, but we speak the truth. Jesus again affirms that. It's out of the Beatitudes section in Matthew 5 where Jesus says, God blesses those people who are treated badly for doing what? Do what's right. That, I mean, that's what we do. See why? Because faith works. It works. Faith works. God is in control and God wants to bless into, bring blessing into our lives. And so we're just going to walk in integrity and be yes and be no and be those people the world can count. We're going to do it right. Right? Why? Because we belong to the kingdom of heaven. That's who we are. That's just who we are. 
know what it means for us. It means for us, if we grab all of this, and we've walked now with James all these weeks, then we understand that faith works. And we also get that faith works in absolutely every situation. And that's where he wraps it up. James wraps it up and says, listen, faith works, and it works in absolutely every situation. So in verse 13, he says, if you have any trouble... If things are going and you've and you got chaos happening and stuff seems to be beyond your control, and that's going to happen, if that's happening in your life, you should pray about it. You should pray about it because faith works. And so get in conversation with God, God about it. Get in conversation with fellow Christians about it. Get, get your small group together. And tell them what's going on. Get them praying with you about it, you see. He's saying, look, exercise faith in truth, in integrity, and pray about it. But notice he also says the opposite. And if things are going good, if you're feeling good, you should sing praises. So whether it's a time of trouble, a season of trouble and challenge, or or whether it's a season of just things are going good and blessing seems obvious, faith works. Whatever the situation, James simply says, listen, faith works. Let me make an observation. You know this to be true, right? You can't have victories if you don't fight some battles. You can't have a mountaintop experience if you don't get to the mountain by walking through a valley. Amen? See, that's the way it works. Faith. That's the way it works. Whether, whether we're in time of trouble and anxiety and things are going not so much our way and we just need to take that step back and take that breath and say, wait a minute, God's in control and He wants to bring blessing in my life because that's who He is. And I can just face this truth because I know I can come to him in prayer and faith works. Or whether it's a season of prosperity where things are good and you just sing praises to God and you just tell him how awesome God is and how grateful you are. In every situation, faith works. Jesus affirms it. He gives us kind of the final word on it. He says, I've told you this so that you might have peace in your hearts because of me. While you're in the world, you'll have to suffer. But cheer up. I have defeated the world. We know that. We know that. And because we know that, we can exercise patience and never give up. Now, that'd be an awesome place to stop the message, and I got three minutes left, but that'd be an awesome place to stop, right? I mean, that'd be like really good, and James would wrap it up, and it'd be like, that was awesome good, right? Well, I hope. Anyway, uh, but James doesn't stop there. Here's the problem. If you've tracked with me these, these five weeks, if you've been along on this ride and you're like, yeah, faith works. It really does work. I get it. Faith works. James gives us one more challenge. He gives us the challenge to understand there are people out there in the world who don't get it. And life isn't working. It's not working. And you are their hope. You're their hope. You're the one who can invade into their life with the truth in the midst of their chaos. You're the one that can tell them how faith works and therefore how life works. James says, my friends, if any followers have wandered away from the truth, you, not somebody else, you should try to lead them back. And if you turn sinners from the wrong way, 
You'll save them from death. That's how important this is. And many of their sins will be forgiven. See, if we get it, if we understand faith works, then God is going to create the opportunities in our life for us to have it work out to somebody else. Let's pray. Father, thanks for the journey we've been on for these weeks. It is awesome for us to be together in your word and uh, to walk with James and to just have that, uh, that discernment in uh, not just our minds, but we pray in our hearts that faith works. It really works. And that we can just trust you in all things, even, even when it's beyond our control, to know nothing, nothing is outside your control and you've already defeated the world. Jesus is going to come back. And in the meantime, we can walk forward. We can be patient and we can never give up. We can persevere. And we can do it because we know who you are. We know your mercy. We know your kindness. And we can just walk forward facing whatever the truth might be. And we can be your people. Not any people, but your people. And so lead us now into the lives of others and help us to have the right words and the discernment so that we can just pass on this message and let them know faith, it really works. It really works. Because Jesus Christ came to do everything that we might live. In his precious name we pray. Amen.